Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about quality of a question. Now, this came up because somebody asked me a question and I reflected later on on that question. I answered the question in the moment, but then I reflected on how I could have answered that question in so many ways. And it made me realize that how you ask a specific question, and I'm going to give you an example in a little bit, can determine the type of response you're going to get. In other words, there's a way to ask a question, but there's also a way to load a question or bias a question and get the answer you want. I know. What are you talking about, Victor? I don't understand what you're talking about. All right. Let's go to the example. Somebody asked me, Victor, tell me about your job. At first, I was like, job? Dude, you're talking to the wrong dude. I don't have a job. I have a beautiful career, right? But let's just say the question was said, tell me about your job. And it was stated in a very, you know, in a very matter-of-fact format. Tell me about your job. So one could say that that was a very neutral question. Tell me about your job. You know, we've all had that question, right? Hey, what do you do? Tell me what you do. Tell me about your job, right? Very neutral. Now, I said, you know, what if I wanted to bias that question? Again, I just started thinking about this after the fact. I go, what if I wanted to bias that question? Now, here's how I would bias the question. Instead of saying, tell me about your job, I would say, do you like your job? Now, notice when I say, do you like your job? Just the fact that I said, do you like your job? I'm calling to the question whether you even like your job or not. In other words, now I'm asking you for an opinion about your job. And depending what state you're in positive or negative or neutral, that's the type of answer I'm going to get. So just by switching the question from tell me about your job to do you like your job, I'll get a totally different response. Now, even if I use different tones and ask the question differently, like do you like your job? You know, do you like your job? You know, depending on how I phrase that with tone, again, I can elicit a certain response. And I think that's fascinating because I don't want to ask somebody, do you like your job? That sounds rude. And also, I think it leans towards a little negative. And that's almost like opening up Pandora's box. You ever talk to somebody who says, do you like your job? Do you like your job? And immediately, they're like, well, I don't know. And bam, they go negative. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And then I said, well, how would I ask that question differently and ensure that I got a more positive response. Remember the rule of lawyers, never ask a question you don't know the answer to. So the way to ensure the answer is to sometimes load it, bias the question. So instead of saying, do you like your job? I could say, ask this question. What do you like about your job? What do you like about your job? Bill, what do you like about your job? Jane, what do you like about your job? Now, because I've asked them, what do you like about your job? Immediately, their brain moves over to the positive side of the ledger. So they go, hmm, let me think about what I like about my job. But notice that just by asking that question, instead of do you like your job or tell me about your job, I said, what do you like 
about your job, now the person is going to start thinking positive. What do I like about my job? And believe it or not, you'll have a more positive conversation. Where if you just say, do you like your job? You don't know what you're going to get. Again, that's a Pandora's box. It could go negative. It can go positive. Who knows? But just by loading it, what do you like about your job? All of a sudden, you shift. Now, let's try one more angle. What if I asked you, not tell me about your job, I don't want to ask you, do you like your job? What do you like about your job? I don't want to ask you that either. What if I asked you this? What do you like best about your job? See what I'm doing? I'm pushing you further down the positive track. What do you like about your job? And you'll give me five things. But I say, but what do you like best? And now out of those five things, you're going to probably narrow it to one or two. Now, why is this important? Because you could use this in selling. When you're talking to a customer, instead of saying, what do you like about the product? Let's say it's our product. What do you like about the product? You ask the customer, what do you like best about our product? What do you like best about our solution, our service? Again, you can start with, what do you like about our products? What do you like about our solutions or services? And then they're going to say, well, I like A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. Can I just ask you one more question? Out of those five things, what do you like the best? Now, I'm doing two things. One is I'm putting them in a positive state and making them reflect and appreciate what our product or service does for their company. But more importantly, from a research standpoint, they're telling me what they like best. And if they like that the best, and I keep hearing that over and over again, guess what I'm going to do? When I'm presenting to a potential customer, I'm going to focus on, yes, those five things I keep hearing. What do you like about your job or our product, rather? Then I'm going to take those five things and say, but Mr. Customer, let me tell you what our customers love the best. And here's why. So again, ask yourself this question. You know, when you're in a situation where you're talking to a customer and you're trying to gather information, you know, get information, G2, that you can use to sell to other customers. In other words, I'm talking to a customer who loves our product, loves our service. Instead of saying, hey, what do you like about our product? I said, what do you love best about our product? Let them give you a defined answer and let them tell you, this is what I love about your product, Victor. I love using your Sales Velocity Academy because it gives me immediate feedback on how my salespeople are doing. I love it because it really focuses in on solving X problems. When you hear stuff like that, then all of a sudden you now have your sales pitch for new customers. So I think it's important for you to gather that information. See, marketing can't do that for you. You have to do this for yourself. This is your personal research that you can do. So here's the task. The next time you're talking to a customer, a satisfied customer, ask them, what do you like about our product or service? Can you give me a couple of things? They're going to give you two or three things. But if I were to ask you, Mr. Customer, of those two or three things, what do you like the best? And they're going to tell you, well, I love that the best. And you simply say, well, why? Why do you love that the best? And they're going to give you verbiage. They're going to give you content, but they're also going to give you material for you to use in your next sales pitch when you're trying to acquire a new client. 
Give that some thought and give me some feedback. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Again, love to hear what you have to say. Leave the feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. As always, I greatly appreciate it. Also, check out, you know the deal, my Sales Velocity Academy. Again, the library is growing. The content is incredible. Check it out. SalesVelocityAcademy.com. That's SalesVelocityAcademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them. 